does Kern ever stop talking? You're such a chatterbox, Kern. Why does he always have something to say? Kern talks way too much. This is Chatterbox Kern. And welcome to another episode of Chatterbox Kern. This is your host, Kern Thomas. You can find me on Instagram at ChatterboxKern, where I post snippets of this podcast, as well as on Twitter at KernThomas. I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much for the support thus far. I really appreciate it. And this week, I'll be talking about episode 2 of The Real Housewives of Orange County Season 15. So let's get into it. So after last week, a lot of fans weren't really sure about the show, or this season to be exact, but I really have high hopes for this season. The girls are bringing it. I really feel like a lot of stuff happened last season that was edited out. So because of that, it seems a little bit odd where some of the girls are and why they would have issues, but that's the producer's fault. They focused heavily on Vicky Kelly and Tamara's issues last season while sidelining other issues that could have been great TV last season. So here we are. We started off this episode with Kelly and Emily catching up. We see them talking about Shannon now. If you've been following this show since Shannon joined in season 9, she has been one of the most talked about newest housewives. Yeah, Shannon has been talked about consistently since she's joined the show in season 9. I loved her in her first season. Shannon brought everything to the table. And when I listened to an interview that a producer did speaking about Shannon and I think it was the OC 100th episode special where they spoke about the cast members and auditions and they said they knew they had something in Shannon the moment she walked into the interview's office. Shannon is gold. Whether you like her or not, she brings it. So Emily and Kelly are talking about her and Kelly mentions that Shannon keeps calling her now. And we've seen the rumors in the blogs. We've heard them. If we're close to these women, we knew this was going to happen because the Trace Amigas are no more on the show and basically in real life too. So Shannon keeps calling Kelly and they're close, they're neighbors. Shannon keeps saying she could literally take a slingshot and break one of Kelly's windows if she wants to. <laughs> That's kind of funny. But yeah, they're neighbors and she keeps calling Kelly. Of course, she knows that she needs an ally because Shannon is the only one that is on the show now that really isn't as close to the girls. That's from my point of view that is. I don't feel like she has really strong bonds with any of the women yet. So her reaching out to Kelly who she's had the most issues with isn't really surprising because why not? Why not try to get your arch nemesis on your side at the moment, right? So yeah, Kelly, Kelly says that Shannon keeps calling her, well, Emily now says that Shannon is now a solo amiga, which is kind of funny. That is funny, right? <laughs> and that her calling Kelly is because she's alone and she needs to be friends. And at this point, Emily isn't lying, right? Shannon isn't really friends with these girls. She's just co-workers at this point. So 
Emily says that Shannon will have to try harder to get to know them and maybe it will happen this time around because Shannon really didn't give Emily nor Gina a chance. Initially, last season Gina and her got a little closer but she still had Emily to the side. So Emily was a little bit hopeful with that statement. We then see Elizabeth, who is the new housewife, as I mentioned last week. Yeah, we meet her brother and her mom. And I think her boyfriend, Jimmy, was there also. The boyfriend she has not been intimate with in over three years or in three years that they've been dating. I wonder what else is going on with Elizabeth. Anyways, until she shares, I won't pry. <laughs> so yeah. She mentions again that she was a poor kid and that money was never something that she was used to growing up and she married into money. Again, I'm like, okay, Elizabeth, I hope this is not what you're going to be doing all season. Talking to us about the fact that you were poor, you lived in a trailer, your dad did like an average job or whatever and you married into money. We get it. It's in your tagline. We get it. Please let this be the last time I hear about you being a poor kid. Because we get it now, right? And you've done well for yourself. So you're not your past anymore. You are a different Elizabeth. And you seem like a nice lady. You seem very funny. And I wish you were on with Vicky. I honestly do wish Elizabeth was on the same season as Vicky. I could see them having so much fun because Elizabeth gives off that energy that Vicky gives. Whether you like Vicky or not, she was fun. I enjoyed everything that Vicky gave us on the show. Everything. So yeah, Elizabeth mentioned again that she, you know, didn't have as much money or whatever growing up. And now she has it, right? Yeah, but I feel like she's seasoned. Like this is only episode two. And I just feel like Elizabeth has been on this show for a long time. Because she just comes off naturally. Her relatives are just there. The kids are like, I'm bored of this scene, reading their book. Because, listen, that's what kids do. That's what kids do sometimes. They're like, I'm uninterested in this adult conversation. Let me take a book out and even pretend I'm reading. <laughs> so that was kind of funny seeing the kids just there, not paying attention. Elizabeth then goes on the beach with her boyfriend and they take a walk. And she reveals her ancestry or her heritage. I'm not sure which one it is, but she's Mexican and German. And I kind of found that surprising because like Elizabeth said, she doesn't speak any lick of Spanish. Like she can't say any Spanish sentences. And that is because her dad told her, if you speak Spanish, when you get older, you will not be let in that door. Which basically meant that, listen, you are white, so therefore you don't need to speak Spanish. Because speaking Spanish puts you at a disadvantage. I mean, her dad was from Germany. And I guess an older person back then. So that mentality would have been like rampant in Elizabeth's younger days. So she doesn't speak Spanish, but her boyfriend does. And she's excited because she wants to now explore that side of her ancestry that she has never really paid attention to. So she reminds me of another housewife who is also of Mexican ancestry or heritage, 
Carrie from Dallas. Like, she and Elizabeth are white Mexicans because Mexican is not a race, it is a nationality. And anyone could be Mexican, anyone could be Latina because those aren't races, right? So I hope people out there don't think that because Elizabeth just said she has Mexican ancestry, it means she's a person of color. No. And neither is Carrie from Dallas. So yeah, I'm really excited about Elizabeth. I can't believe I'm saying this in episode 2. I just hope I don't eat my words by episode 7 because things change so fast in the world of housewives. Next up, we see Bronwyn and Sean having some kind of dinner. And I've never seen a more awkward dinner than Emily's and Shane's on this show. And I can't believe Bronwyn and Sean topped it. They seemed so awkward and so uncomfortable around each other. And I'm like, where are the people that had the sex room last season? Where are they? Someone please check to see if these are clones. Because I was shocked. But based on what Bronwyn revealed in episode 1 about being an alcoholic, I suppose they had a lot to talk about. I'm not sure how early in the season that interview was done, but this dinner was awkward, okay? But I'm a bit confused about some of the things that Bronwyn said and about alcoholism in general. I didn't do any research about this one because... I just didn't think I needed to, but maybe I should, because I need to understand what's going on here. According to Bronwyn, she's now sober, right? But she drinks? Or was she drinking and has now stopped? Like, I'm confused. Like, do sober people drink? Like, for example, I drink, but I'm not an alcoholic, right? Does that mean I'm sober? Or... If you're sober, are you allowed to drink at all? Or is like, if you're sober, or is, is, um, is sober only a term used for alcoholics who aren't drinking anymore? Like, I'm just confused about the whole thing. And I just need someone who has more clarity. Reach out to me. Message me on Twitter at Kern Thomas or on Instagram at ChatterboxKern. Because I need to know what's going on. I need to understand more about Bronwyn. Because I like her. I liked her last season, as I said, because I love a big family. There's always a great dynamic. Sometimes chaotic, but it's always interesting when you have so many kids and a husband and a mom who is nuts. So, okay, Bronwyn, your mom is nuts. Sorry, Dr. Deb, but you are nuts. Yeah, we then now get caught up with Shannon, and she's now working on another line. This time, it's not something for... Is it QVC or HSN? No, HSN is Home Shopping Network. What does QVC even stand for? I never really thought about it. Anyways, Shannon's working on a lemonade line. I think that's what she said. But I'm like, of course, Shannon, that is that fits you. You should have done this ages ago. Like... When you're talking about that restaurant with David, you should have been talking about launching your own line of lemonades like you missed that ship. I hope she catches it back because I would buy something that Shannon sells. Lemonades? Come on. Like, come on now. And if even she had like Dr. Moon's signature on it, that would be so funny if she does something with Dr. Moon. Shannon, that's an idea. Talk to Dr. Moon. Like, you could come up with your whole line of home therapies. Like, 
everything would work in that regard. I feel like people would literally support you. I would because we've seen some of the things Dr. Moon does with you and we're interested. We want to know. Do something with Dr. Moon. Message him, Shannon. Talk to him. Collaborate, Shannon. Get that money. So yeah, they're going across, or they're going over like the website and the finer details and talking about like spending and Shannon keeps telling us that, listen, this is out of my pocket. This is the second thing I'm doing and I'm investing my money in it. And I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her especially because of what Vicky had said in an interview recent recently. And I love Vicky. I've said that too many times. I hope she knows that I love her, right? But I didn't like the fact that, and this is something, this is one of the critiques I've always had of Vicky. She believes that women who don't work are basically doing a disservice or putting women back. Like there is a role that women play and women choose that. That's what the women's rights is for. That's, that's, what, that's what people want. Like women should be able to choose what they want for themselves. And some women choose to be moms at home full time and not just working moms. Vicky, you chose another route and that's great because you built a successful business. But Shannon chose to be at home with her kids for as long as she did you know and now she's starting out like don't put her down vicky come on you are better than that you are we've seen such great moments from you so leave shannon alone and stop talking about her in that way so yeah i'm proud of shannon because she's now putting another product out there and i just hope it goes really well so her boyfriend walked in and i just keep forgetting this guy's name I'm just wondering if Bra did Bravo even put like the title card or the name card at the bottom of the screen because I just don't remember this guy's name. I feel like his name's Joe. I don't know why Joe popped up, but I'm I <laughs> I'm sorry, Shannon. Like, yeah, he seems like a nice guy, right? She lights up around him, but everyone always seems nice at first, and then sometimes it they aren't that, right? So let's just hope that he is exactly who he presents himself to be so far. A fun-loving guy who just brings out the best in Shannon. And I just hope they work. Because Shannon, you deserve happiness. You really do. We love you. And I just want you to be even better than you were before. Right? The producers even showed like a flashback of Shannon sharing ideas with David. And I mean... He just seemed uninterested even though what he was saying did make sense because restaurants are a risky business and that's what he was basically telling Shannon. But his delivery was more like I'm uninterested in this conversation so whatever Shannon. <laughs> David just did not want to ever listen to anything Shannon had to put out. We are now halfway through this recap and I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. So welcome back and again this is the recap of The Real Housewives of Orange County Episode 2 of Season 15 Now we are joined, not joined <laughs> We now see Gina and she's meeting up with Emily for drinks or something And she's talking about gaining weight And that she's glad to be on better terms with Emily But I'm like yeah right Gina you literally threw Emily away to be part of Tamra squad or the Trace Amiga squad and the baby. You just wanted to be the baby so badly that you threw Emily away for no reason at all. 
But yeah, they're on better terms now. And she's been talking crap about Bronwyn. And I'm like, again, Gina, again? She claims she doesn't even know why Bronwyn is talking about her or saying stuff about her house. But I'm like, these housewives really have selective memory. Or as John Mellencamp's daughter said to EJ from Beverly Hills, you have selective amnesia or stop pretending to have pretend amnesia right now. That's it. Pretend amnesia. So like last season, every altercation Bronwyn had with Gina, I think it was Gina's fault. Like Bronwyn was just trying to help her out. I feel like in different situations. So Gina, you know why Bronwyn may have said something about you that wasn't positive. And then you go on to talk about her husband texting you, asking you if you were okay after a night out of being drunk. You literally had a DUI last season, okay? And if you went out with Bronwyn and her husband and you were drunk, as according to your own words, you were drunk and he got you an Uber and sent you home, anyone would text you to ensure that you're okay and... He didn't even keep texting you. So why are you making it out to be more than what it is? I'm just confused. Like, is Gina reaching for yet another issue with Bronwyn? Like, come off it, Gina. Leave Bronwyn alone. Like, Sean sent your drunk self home and texted you to see if you're okay. That was it. It's like, you don't even know what a decent guy is anymore. I mean, you were married to who you were married to. And we've seen what was in the blogs or in the news or in the courts. Like, we've seen the stuff. So I guess you don't probably know what a good guy is. I don't know. But trying to take a dig at someone's husband, making it seem like they were creeping on you. Stop it. We've been down this road before with other housewives. It's never good to go after someone's spouse. Especially something as innocent as texting to see if you were okay after you were drunk off your face on a night out. Like, come on. You should be thankful. So yeah, she called Bronwyn uh, from Emily's phone and Bronwyn shut her up. Like, Bronwyn basically said, listen Gina, I know what you've been saying and it's not cool. I'm not having this conversation with you over the phone. So, if you want to meet up at my house or your house, I'm game. I'm totally game. And I'm like, yes, Bronwyn. Because Gina has been hyped up enough and she's feeling herself that she could just say whatever she wants and make up stuff when that is not the case. So, I'm here for Bronwyn, ready, full throttle for Gina because Gina needs to be shut down. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm not here for Gina this season at all so moving on we see kelly again packing to go somewhere i'm not sure where she's going because i didn't i don't think she mentioned it anyways she's talking to her mom bonnie on the phone and they're in a better place now which is amazing because last season the rumors that were swirling were that she threw her mom down the stairs and she's not talking to her mom and her brother and it was just a whole mess and it was too dark and Tamara got involved and speaking of Tamara she's just been stirring the pot behind the scenes and I'm gonna get to that in a minute but yeah um Kelly is talking to her mom about Jolie and Jolie is what 13 now maybe middle school I think but it's like Jolie is now exhibiting 
the bad habits that Kelly has. And as a mom or a parent, you never want your child to emulate your bad behavior. And Kelly said that. She's like, maybe I need to be better around her, which I'm not knocking you, Kelly, but I'm agreeing with your words here. You need to be better around your daughter. You can't have your kid being worse than you are or being exactly like you are. Unless you're a very good person with no flaws and we're all humans. So we have flaws. But like all parents would always want their children to be better than they ever were. And I could see she didn't like that. She sees Jolie acting out basically and she doesn't like the behavior. I really hope Kelly gets a handle on this real quickly. But I'm just trying to talk about this show here because we've seen stuff now in real time. So I'm just talking about this show because we've see, we, saw, we saw that video recently with Kelly posting about Michael and not seeing his daughter. But it's a pandemic. Everyone wants to be safe. I get it. And I get Kelly's frustration too. But yeah, I'm talking about this show. I understand why she would want to be better on her daughter like no more drinking and stuff like that and it makes sense it makes sense and but we see a lot of flashbacks though like so many flashbacks of the women meeting up one on one and i'm like wait a minute they were filming for quite some time they had a lot of scenes but they had to cut it to fit whatever narrative they're trying to fit this season speaking of narrative I am so uncomfortable with Bronwyn's alcoholism story. And when I say story, it's not like I'm saying she's making it up. Story in as it relates to the show. And everyone's storyline that the producers put together for the package for us to consume as viewers. I'm uncomfortable because it seemed that after the dinner that Bronwyn had with Sean, she just started having like... I think no that's a lie she went out with um what's that girl's name elizabeth she went out with elizabeth and they went shopping for cat ears because they're going to go to the first group event of the season and elizabeth basically told her that her dad was an alcoholic and elizabeth joked like what's wrong with these alcoholics not knowing that bronwyn admitted that she is an alcoholic right so it touched a nerve in bronwyn and then we just keep seeing two hours later three hours later and Bronwyn is basically losing it right now she feels like she's going to fail because she's what 14 days according to her in her sobriety and she's wondering if she should just go back to drinking like did she make a mistake and it's like oh my god I can't even imagine what that's like because it's a disease at one point I didn't think so I used to think it was an excuse that people made because I'm like, you could literally put the drink down, but sometimes it's hard. And as we see it, Bronwyn is suffering and I feel for her, but it's uncomfortable to see, right? These are the times when I'm like, oh my God, I just wish reality TV was just all rainbows and sunshines, but it isn't because we're watching people's lives and no one's life is a fairy tale no one life is not a fairy tale right it isn't so Bronwyn is even freaking out more now because her mom messaged Tamara who is not on this show but for the life of me her name kept 
being brought up this episode because she kept stirring the pot as I mentioned, stirring the pot between the women, amongst the women, behind the scenes and it's like Tamara, if you wanted to be a part of the show, Evolution offered you 6 episodes, why didn't you just take it? Because you obviously were doing behind the scenes work without the pay. Anyways, Bronwyn's mom told Tamara about Bronwyn's condition and now if Tamara knew that means or that meant Shannon would have known and Bronwyn was going to meet Shannon the same night oh boy it was a mess and I find it funny too that Tamara has been stirring the pot since she's been fired giving interviews messaging the women speaking with the women speaking with Gina about Bronwyn and now speaking to Bronwyn's mom it's like Tamara had so much to say about Gretchen when Gretchen would talk about the show since she's been off but here she is doing exactly that doing exactly what she criticized Gretchen for talking about the show non-stop doing interviews even meddling in the season Gretchen wasn't doing that at least Gretchen wasn't doing that Come on, Tamara, leave the show alone and leave the woman to their jobs. Like, if you wanted this job, they gave you an opportunity and you said no. Well, according to you. But yeah, um, Bronwyn is now freaking out. And I'm like, why did Bronwyn's mom do that to her? That was such a cruel thing to do. Like, why did Dr. Deb have to go and tell Tamara about Bronwyn's condition? It made no sense. That is literally betrayal come on now what is dr deb's end game like what is she playing at why would you do this to your own daughter for what especially to tamra whose mouth is not her own well whose mouth would not shut up come on now so yeah um we also got a hint from shannon because bronwyn met her up with her as i said and told her about what's going on and Shannon said, yeah, speak to Tamara. So it's, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought they weren't speaking, according to Tamara and Vicky. So Shannon and Tamara still were speaking at the beginning of the season, at the top of the season when they started filming. But for some reason, they stopped because, of course, filming demands time. And if Shannon is not filming with Tamara, they can't really communicate, right? So I feel like, Tamara wasn't being truthful in her interviews about what was going on between her and Shannon. Like she and Vicky, in my mind right now, concocted this story about Shannon abandoning them, Shannon not returning calls. But it's like, you've been on the show for a long time, Tamara. You know that filming takes up a lot of people's times. It just does. And I guess things change because they kept going at her in the press, so... There's no more tres amigas. Dos amigas, sola amiga. That's what it is. But like, come on, Tamara. Give it up. Like, stop. Leave the woman alone. We don't want to hear about you anymore for the rest of the season, Tamara. You are not on. Stay off until you're back. If they bring you back. So now we're at the birthday party for Emily's daughter I think her name's Annabelle right Annabelle and it's a cute little party like cute little decorations and 
games and activities for the kids, all types of kids, not just girls, right? And I'm thinking, well, a certain Jersey wife could take a few pointers here. You know who it is. <laughs> I decided to, I'm sorry, I had to throw that dig out because we had a whole thing going on Twitter about that birthday party and what it meant. Emily threw something so simple for her daughter. You could see the care that went into it. That's what we were talking about. At least I was when I was speaking about that particular Jersey party. The care that went in for not just your child, but other people's children, boys and girls that were going to be at the party. So good job for that, Emily. Good job. Good job to you. So Gina shows up. Bronwyn is there. Sean is there. They awkwardly say hi. Gina knows what she's done. She knows. Emily let Gina know that, hey, Shannon has also been talking about your small house. And Gina is like, why is she doing that? I thought we were friends. I thought Shannon and I had built a better friendship. No, Gina. No. You and Shannon are not friends. You are friends with Emily. And you are friends with Tamara. So I'm sure you're on the show right now doing Tamara's dirty work between you and Shannon. I just feel it. I just feel it. So for some reason, Emily is encouraging Bronwyn to speak with Gina. And I'm like, Emily, do you really want your kid's party to go haywire? And then you could have something to argue about or blame Bronwyn for? Because I feel like that's what Emily was trying to get at. And I'm like, I understand this is a reality show. And there needs to be some level of drama. But not at a kid's birthday party. The last time we saw someone freak out at a kid's birthday party, that was when Shannon was cursing so much at um, the season 12 premiere, I think it was, when Lydia was speaking with her. So Emily, you trying to start something at this party, you know what you're doing by trying to get Gina and Bronwyn to speak. You know Gina is not going to apologize to Sean anytime soon. So stop it. Like, come off it Emily I'm not here for Emily and Gina they seem nice outside like they're just regular people but I'm just not feeling them I've never felt them on this show like they get hyped up so much and I'm just like why are they here why are they here honest to God why are they still on this show I guess we'll see we'll see because even though I'm not feeling them the season still looks good the season still looks good and that is where we are at the end of the episode. Gina and Bronwyn decided we have to speak at some point but obviously not here. At least these two grown ups have something in common. They respect children enough to not argue in front of them. Amazing. Great. I wish some people knew how to conduct themselves around other people's children. I'm looking at you, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So yeah, that is the recap for this week. But next week though, next week looks insane. We see the first full blow up of the season and it's going to be between Bronwyn and Gina. No surprise, but I can't wait for next week. And again, thank you so much for listening to Chatterbox Current. This is your host, Current Thomas. Check me out on instagram at chatterboxkern or on twitter at kern thomas tweet me dm me 
whatever i'll respond i love having the conversation ongoing so don't be afraid to message me i will see you well you won't see me but anyways catch you guys later